You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I am Vivian McPeak, and this is Hampersent. If you have feedback or would like to suggest a guest or topic for Hampersent, email me at hampersent at gmail.com. I greatly enjoy hearing from you, the listener. Clio was founded in 2021 with the mission to bring safe, tested cannabis products to historically underserved markets. Andrea Berrios, the co-founder and chief commercial officer of Clio, wakes up every day inspired to bring the joys of cannabis to others through thoughtful destigmatization, increased cultural access, and product and packaging development of safe, tested CBD and Delta-8 gummies. She leads on marketing, social media management of ambassador and retail partners, as well as the creation of all brand materials. And she's joining me today to tell us all about it. Welcome, Andrea, to Cannabis Radio. Yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Uh, we've got a lot to cover in a short amount of time. I want to get into some of the things that might make Clio unique in the field of commercially available CBD products. But first, just give us a little history of how the business got started. Sure. My co-founder and I started Clio while we were both at business school. We were both at UC Berkeley, high school business, actually just graduated this past May. He'd been working in cannabis for a few years prior to starting business school, and I was very involved in the school's cannabis industry club, just trying to learn everything that I could about the industry and see where there was a place for me. And so naturally, we were kind of always having conversations about cannabis, um, and we're exploring starting a company together, but it really came together after, you know, we had a break at school. He went to Minnesota. I went home to Texas and, you know, just asking friends where we could get some cannabis. They mentioned they had been taking Delta 8 something that neither of us had really heard about at the time, but we bought some gummies and brought them back and, and started to, to look into it. And it kind of spiraled from there. When so many others have focused on active THC sales, why did you choose to primarily market, uh, primarily market CBD products? And, and what should consumers know about the effects of CBD as opposed to the euphoric or intoxicating effects of THC? Yeah, that's a great question. So the regulated THC market is a very difficult space to operate in. And for a long time, the name of the game was vertical integration and scale. And on, you know, on, on top of all of the regulatory challenges, there's a lack of access to financing. You know, the regulation is very expensive. There's significant taxation. There's the impact of 280E. And there are vertically integrated players that are already out there with a lot of cash. Now we're seeing great brands start to emerge 
But even so, this is only in the mature markets that have the co-manufacturing capacity that allows an unlicensed brand to be able to you know, manufacture and bring a product to market under a partner's brand. In the hemp side of things, we don't have many of the challenges that the regulated market faces. It's still difficult to get financing and banking, and it's difficult to advertise. But we don't have the restriction on shipping across state lines. We don't have you know, the 280E or some of the heavier taxation that the regulated market faces. And we have the ability to build a truly nationwide brand, while at the same time marketing a cleaner and more compliant product to meet the needs of consumers that don't live in recreational markets. I did want to call out that we don't only market CBD products. We also have Delta-8 THC products, which are hemp-derived and deliver psychoactive effects kind of comparable to what you would expect from a Delta-9 THC gummy from any regulated dispensary. I think consumers right. should know that the cannabis plant has over 100 different cannabinoids, and they all interact with our system in a unique way and produce different effects. I think for so many years, you know, we've thought of cannabis as Delta-9 THC somewhat exclusively. And so there's this perception that all cannabis will make you feel high. And that's definitely not the case. You know, there are many cannabinoids that are not psychoactive and they're, you know, CBD is one of them. I think for someone that's looking for relief from physical or mental stress, CBD is a great option that will help to alleviate some of that without the feeling of being high. I'd also like to add that consumers should know that incorporating cannabis into their wellness routine is a process and it's not one size fits all. So if you're interested in testing out cannabis for some of the amazing therapeutic properties in the plant, it will require some trial and error to see which cannabinoids work best for your body and at what doses. You know, we have three different doses, uh, three different products, and I've heard people use all of them for sleep, for example. You know, I couldn't tell someone, yeah, this one's going to work for you because that's not necessarily the case. It might be the other one. Or as another example, you know, my wife takes two of our Ease gummies for cramps, and that's 100 milligrams of CBD. The average CBD gummy on the market is about 15 milligrams. So if she hadn't experimented, she probably would have stopped at the 15 and said, CBD doesn't work for me before finding something that ultimately does work. Great answer. Um, you, you know, that, that just all makes a, a hell of a lot of sense. Your, your bio mentions your goals of thoughtful destigmatization, increased cultural access and product and packaging development of safe tested CBD and Delta-8 gummies. Could you talk about some of the ways that Clio approaches the thoughtful destigmatization of cannabis, which, yeah. which we know is so important after, you know, a, a century of bullshit, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Could not agree more. I mean, I think first and foremost, my co-founder and I are huge evangelists of the plant. I've been consuming since I was a teenager. You know, I've always been a huge believer in the benefits of the plant. And we really hope that that comes across in all of our marketing. You know, we make it very clear that we are very pro-cannabis and we're not trying to draw any kind of distinction between cannabis and hemp. We also don't want the customer to feel like they're doing anything wrong when they purchase Clio. So we've put a ton of effort into making the Clio website look and feel as professional as any other CPG brand out there, you know, so that buying Clio feels like you're buying a premium product and you're not doing something that you shouldn't be doing. We also push educational content across our website, our social media, and our email marketing. We're building that up over the next couple of months, but, you know, already have enough for a consumer to meet our product line and understand how it's going to affect their bodies and where the cannabinoids come from. And we also try and make it clear on the website that psychoactive does not equal bad. You know, I feel like in the hemp space, there's a lot of distinction that's drawn between CBD and all of the other psychoactive cannabinoids where, you know, maybe the implication is that one is kind of okay and the other one is maybe not okay. You know, we don't subscribe to that at all. 
Um, we highlight the therapeutic properties of the psychoactive products as well. And, and we make it clear that, you know, there's, there's no shame in consuming cannabis for recreational purposes at all. So it's really, you know, a, a part of this is, if I'm not wrong, is mainstreaming and normalizing cannabis and kind of, you know, breaking off from the moldy old cultural associations, which were so effectively used by prohibitionists. Absolutely. You know, um, as, as a leading queer and Latinx entrepreneur in the cannabis industry, you uh, have stated that you're passionate about using your personal identity and platform to be a role model for those in your community. Why is that important to you? And what kind of feedback have you received to date? Yeah, I mean, it's important to me because this is my life and my community and, you know, I, I really care about them. I grew up in Texas with Nicaraguan parents and the stigma against cannabis was very real in my household. You know, cannabis consumption was always this big secret that I kept from my parents to the point where I didn't even tell them about this business until six months after we launched a product in market. Like we were already in retail stores in wow. Texas. And then finally I told my parents about it because they were always very anti-cannabis. Um, as I've approached my thirties, I've seen many of my peers relationships with their parents and cannabis evolve, you know, especially as there are more and more dispensaries opening up and parents become more open-minded and it's kind of something that they get to share. And I wanted to be able to say the same for myself. And I think the first step on that journey is cannabis education and cannabis education in Spanish for my community in particular. I think for many people, cannabis can be this scary thing. And I think that comes from a place of not actually understanding what it is or how it affects us and our perception of cannabis being so influenced by and conflated with politics and prohibition. Um, you know, cannabis has been in my life for about 15 years now and never in the United States have I seen cannabis content in Spanish. You know, I've never been walking down the street and seen anything. I've never been in a dispensary and seen any materials in Spanish. And even in Latin America, I only see cannabis content if I go looking for it. And I can't say the same thing about alcohol. You know, there's a deep history with the Latino community and cannabis prohibition. I think that means people out there aren't getting relief. They're not being introduced to this wonderful plant and it's not normalized in the same way that other substances are normalized um, in our society. So as far as feedback, wow. we're about a year into this journey and we have a long way to go to get our name out there. You know, I think open call, if any brands want to join us on this journey, please reach out. I will say I was recently talking with another Latino founder in the space. And when I mentioned what we were trying to do with Clio's language accessibility, it immediately clicked and he could clearly see the need for more education and destigmatization. So it's always encouraging to get that kind of response from your own community. Nice, nice. Uh, we have a, a couple minutes till the first break. Uh, so I just want to keep kind of diving through all this. Clio is committed to growing more diverse representation in cannabis and you are walking that talk with a 3% donation of your profits to organizations that are working on increasing social equity in the industry. Uh, which is, you know, really, a, a really important uh, goal and one of the pet peeves on the show. Can you talk more about that aspect of your philanthropy? What kind of groups are you donating to? Yeah. What, and what do you hope to achieve by doing so? Yeah. So we're doing a profit sharing model to start because we're a really small team and it's what we can do, uh, but hoping to grow that over the next couple of years. The organization that we've identified so far as being really aligned with the change that we want to see is called New Project. And they help to bring more entrepreneurs of color into the cannabis space and you know, provide grants and support and office hours and things like that. I think broadly, any organization that wants to bring about racial equity in the cannabis industry or language accessibility in the cannabis industry, we're really interested in working with. I mean, you obviously know how the cannabis industry has 
built up and left out some of the people that have been most affected by its prohibition. And so we want to make sure that we're playing our part. Um, as we grow, we definitely want our hiring to make sure that our organization represents the broader United States. I think you see, especially when it's, you know, Hispanic Heritage Month is coming up, Pride Month recently passed. And what you see is a lot of brands that are giving a lot of attention to and, and placing a lot of commercialization behind these, these months. And I, you know, I think it's great that donations are going out, but it's not a group that's thought about on an annual basis. Um, and it's certainly, you know, usually not groups that are represented in the leadership of the company or even, you know, the, all of the staff of the company. And so we, we don't want to get caught up in that as we grow. Yeah. You know, it's historically uh, communities of color have been so disproportionately targeted and prosecuted uh, by prohibitionists. Yeah. And, and what we're seeing is those communities are also not they're, they're kind of at the back of the line in the cannabis industry and the same old kind of, you know, old fat white guys with ponytails with money yeah. are coming in and kind of, you know, dominating the industries and that's starting to change and they're starting to be pushback and awareness, uh, which is, which is why, you know, this, this whole message is so important. I am talking to Andrea Berrios and uh, we're going to come back after this short break and talk more about Clio. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. We're coming right back. We're back on 100% with Andrea from Clio. Uh, your marketing information points out that many consumers struggle with how unpredictable edible CBD and Delta-8 products can be due to unregulated testing in the industry and a lack of transparency from other brands. I think many folks are familiar with THC and even CBD by now, um, but you touched briefly on Delta-8. Can you tell us a little bit more? What is Delta-8 and what makes it unique? Yeah, of course. So Delta-8 THC is what's called an isomer of Delta-9 THC. And Delta-9 THC is what you think of when you think of cannabis, weed, marijuana, pot, whatever you want to call it. You know, that's kind of what we have been conditioned to think as cannabis. Um, and it basically being an isomer means it's made up of the same atoms. And so very chemically similar Delta-8 THC to Delta-9. The main difference between the two is that one has a double bond on the nine carbon, hence Delta-9, and the other has the double bond on the eight carbon, so Delta-8. Um, because of this similar chemical structure, Delta-8 THC is psychoactive, though only about 60% as strong as, as Delta-9. Delta-8 was little known prior to 2019, but the 2018 Farm Bill, which specified that only cannabis products that contain 
a concentration of Delta 9 THC of a 0.3%, very technical, are federally illegal. And so that opened up the, the door to all of these other cannabinoids that are out there. What makes Delta 8 unique is that finally there's a legal psychoactive option for consumers in a prohibition state. Just because someone lives in a prohibition state like Texas does not mean that they don't have demand for cannabis. It just means that in the past, they had to take the legal risk of getting their supply from the legacy market or just go without. And for many people, going without means a decrease in quality of life, period. You know, mass media portrayals of cannabis equate consuming with getting high or being detached from reality. But we really see cannabis as medicine. And we also don't see any shame in choosing to use a psychoactive product for recreational purposes either. Like we think everyone should have access to cannabis and Delta 8 helps us do that. What kind of safety standards and testing do you implement to guarantee the safety and purity of your products? Yeah, we do a few things. So first and foremost, we run a full panel lab test on every batch of our gummies, which goes above and beyond the potency lab testing that is required to legally sell the gummies. So this lab test will catch any heavy metals or residual solvents or mycotoxins that might be present in the gummies. We also use durable child-resistant packaging, and we completely stay away from any branding that might appeal to children at all. So we have no cartoons, no neon colors. We're not using you know, known candies and spraying them or anything like that. So a kid won't see this product and immediately be interested. It looks like it could be a can of Altoids or something like that. We also thoughtfully dose the products so that a first-time cannabis consumer can approach our products and not be intimidated. So even if a first-time consumer takes our strongest product, they might be a little bit higher than they want to be, but you know, not drastically. So it's not the crazy stories you hear from, you know, when someone took an edible in high school and they were on the couch for hours. Um, <laughs> it's it's a very kind of welcoming welcoming product. So lately, we've been seeing increasingly stronger doses of Delta Eight being marketed, and it does concern me a little bit that someone might take these gummies and and be turned off of cannabis forever. So we do try and approach that very thoughtfully. Nice. Um, your products, Clio products, can be shipped directly to the consumer. Is that correct? Um, yes. Where, where are Clio products available? What, what markets do you serve? We ship to every state in which it's legal from our website, yourfriendclio.com. So even though the cannabinoids that we use are federally legal, there are some states that have chosen to restrict them and we don't allow sales into those states, you know, uh, Washington being an example for, uh, or Colorado. Our CBD only gummies are shipping to every state. Our gummies containing Delta 8 are shipping to just over 30. We're also available in an amazing retailer in Texas called Go Easy. They're in the Houston and Dallas location and a few shops in Berkeley where my co-founder and I went to school. But over the next few months, we plan to significantly grow our retail presence. So, you know, hoping to have an update for you. Nice, nice. What, uh, you know, what, what has surprised you the most in this, this whole process of, of you launching this, this business and getting involved in this kind of nascent but expanding industry? Uh, what is kind of, is there anything that, that, that has kind of surprised you? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that anything has surprised me. I kind of expected this to happen, but I, I suppose I was a little surprised by how difficult it is to get financing that works and have sufficient working capital mm. financing to grow the business. It's, you know, because of the industry that we're right. in, we're considered high risk. And so we can't use any banking solution necessarily. Um, we have to go look for special partners who typically take, you know, a larger percentage of profits than they would for a t-shirt company, for example. Um, and we also don't have access to many of the small business loans that other businesses have access to. 
We also don't really, you know, because we're a new company and we're a new brand, we don't have credit terms with many of our suppliers. And so everything has to be paid for in cash at the moment that right. it's manufactured or purchased. And obviously our sales will come in on a much longer timeline than that. And so it does create a working capital challenge. Um, I think we're working through it, but I wasn't expecting to spend as much time working through it as we do. Yes. I mean, since you're not dealing with Delta 9 active THC, right? but you're still mm-hmm. dealing with the stigma uh, that exists, you know, that's kind of pervasive across, you know, the entire banking and finance world, right? There's still this like deep stigma and almost a fear, I think, yeah, uh, of dealing with cannabis on an equitable level. Absolutely. Agree? And it even affects things that you wouldn't even think about, like our ability to get web hosting or our ability to use Shopify, for example, you know, we're, we're restricted in, in places that you don't even think about. I think banking is the obvious one, but yeah, the stigma is everywhere. Wow. Well, that's crazy. Uh, you know, I spent 30 years as the executive director of Seattle Hemp Fest up here in Seattle where I'm at. And uh, we had the same issues and we had several banks drop us because we had the word hemp in our name. And then, mm-hmm. we, and then you know, when the, the uh, uh, Occupy Wall Street thing happened, we decided to, you know, divest from a large corporate banking thing and wanted to move to a, uh, a, a union, credit union. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had the same problem. It's like, oh, we can't work with you because the words hemp is your name. And I, well, wait a minute, you know, I can go down to Whole Foods and get some hemp food right now yes. and get some hemp milk, uh, you know, and we're a, we're a 501c3 federal nonprofit. You know, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. We can't open an account here. It's just lunacy, right? Yes. Um, and so, and that was years ago. And so we're just still dealing with this, this craziness, which is why, you know, I believe that people that are entrepreneurs, you know, entrepreneurs and <laughs> cannabis, that's kind of like the next level of activism. It's a level of activism that takes it to the next level that community activists like myself were only able to accomplish so much. And I feel like people that are taking that dive and, and you know, taking the risks and investing their time, their money, their energy, their life in cannabis businesses are really, that's kind of like the next front line of, of the movement, in my opinion. Uh, do you agree? I mean, I, I, I hope that we could, I feel like we have so, we owe so much to community activism. So I, you know, I don't want to say that I, I hope <laughs> I'm out there and having the same impact, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, this is my business, my livelihood obsessed with this, you know, wake up every single day thinking about this. And, you know, I think we're trying to bring to it a, you know, we're really taking seriously our role as helping to create the category in prohibition states and, and bring about the education. So yeah, I hope that our work has an impact and we, and we can see some of that. We're certainly not afraid of getting involved and getting our name out there. And so looking, I mean, looking forward to, to working with everyone on, on that mission. Great. we got about one minute till the next break. Um, you know, you kind of mentioned that Clio is unique in that it targets and serves Spanish speaking communities. Um, have, have you had any kind of feedback? I mean, have you heard from people in the Spanish speaking communities? Yeah. Uh, and, I think, and are they surprised? Yeah. So I think candidly, you know, this is an ambitious goal that started from a place of really wanting to have the education in place for my friends and family to, to be able to learn a little bit about what I'm doing. And I think it will evolve over the next couple of years. Um, but, you know, like, like I've said, I've been consuming for about 15 years, never encountered any cannabis content in Spanish. So we're starting there. Our website is fully accessible in Spanish, and we're trying our best to put thoughtful and educational content up so that consumers can get educated. When we started Clio, I was trying to see what's already out there in Spanish. And if I type in something like, ¿Qué es Delta 8? You know, what is Delta 8? 
there were only two or three Spanish language articles highlighted before every single result turned to English. And so that's that's pretty common against any cannabis search term that you have with with Spanish um, with Spanish language. The next step will be the Spanish language social media, which we plan to use to get educational content out there in an easily digestible and shareable format so that it can be shared with friends, you know, family, you can tag them, show them videos, things like that, start to break down the stigma. And then in the next couple months, we hope to begin direct community outreach through events. So actually host educational events um, and also partner with Spanish language influencers. You know, for now, candidly, we, we have the language accessibility haven't seen a ton of customers come in and use it, but I, you know, am hopeful that right. one day we will. And yeah, you know, we we have ambitious plans okay. to get involved there. All right, we're going to take another quick break and come back with our final question. So don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and we are back with Andrea Berrios from Clio. Um, I just have to say that you have just taken such a thoughtful approach to your business. I'm just, you know, I've done so many of these interviews. I'm just really so impressed with where you're coming from and, and how you're going about it. Um, can you give the URL again? Is that where people can learn more about Clio products? Uh, and what final thoughts would you like to leave our listeners with today? Yeah, thank you for that. So people can learn more about Clio from our website. It's yourfriendcleo, C-L-E-O.com, yourfriendcleo.com, or on our Instagram, our handle is at yourfriendcleo. I think the final thought that I want to leave listeners with, um, maybe two thoughts. One is that, you know, cannabis can be a very joyful thing and there's no shame in loving it and certainly no shame in trying it. Um, and, And I think the other thought is that you know, there are a lot of states out there that don't have a robust medical market or a recreational market and cannabis, you know, there isn't, it's just not something that people are comfortable with in those states right now. And I think in the meantime, hemp companies are the ones that are out there bringing about cannabis education and comfort with the category um, states. And these are all states where consumers will ultimately have to be the ones that make the decision about whether or not cannabis sales will be allowed or not. And so in that sense, you know, I, I kind of want to let everyone know, you know, support your local hemp companies. I, I think there's a big distinction between hemp and cannabis today, but you know, we're all trying to do our part in bringing about 
more acceptance and federal legalization. And um, yeah, I'm hoping hoping we work together more in the future. Right on. Yeah, you know, we live in stressful times and uh, self-care is critical and, and cannabis in all of its forms, I think is just a great potential component of, of self-care. Yeah. And, uh, and that, so that's why I think it's so great, everything that you're doing with Cleo. And I really look forward to kind of watching uh, your, your progress as you go, because uh, once again, I just really impressed with your, your whole thoughtful approach. So thank you so much for being thank on the you. show. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. My pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, that concludes this installment of Hamilton on Cannabis Radio. When it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice to so find your voice and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. The Hempresent intro music is Seven Mile Beach by Joanne Rand, and the outro music is Take Back the Plant by Stickerbush. See you next week, folks. Stay strong. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.